Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavy.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram at jakeadamdavy. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive in with today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Okay, hello, welcome along. This is episode number 43 of the Influence Podcast. And today I'm going to walk through exactly how you can stand out. How to stand out on Instagram by being specific on what you do and who you do it for. Without any doubt at all, with more and more people going on social media, with more and more people uh, using uh, not just Instagram, but all different platforms now, the, the, the noise level, if you like, the, the, the degree of distraction, the degree of um, other distractions and other things that are going on is just continuing to increase. And so now more than ever, it's really important that we find the best ways to stand out, to ensure that we are the people that are influencing others rather than consistently losing, uh, or, or, um, losing our message and our message being lost in the noise and being drowned out and being influenced by other people. So this is what I'm going to walk through today on the Influence Podcast. I'm really excited as well because I'm, I'm doing two versions of this. I'm also going to do a screen recording. So if uh, if you're listening to the podcast and you'd like to head across for the screen recording, then I will also make this available for you. Um, and I will share the links in the show notes as to how you can access this as well. So it's going to go as a podcast and I'm also recording this as a training video as well. So let's dive in. In this session then, in this episode, I want to walk through how you can stand out and how to get very, very clear and very, very specific as to who it is that you're targeting and who you want to be serving as well. So the first question is, why exactly do you need to do that? Why do you need to stand out and why is it so important that you do that? Well, the the first thing is that, as I've just mentioned, because the level of noise is going up, because more and more people are um, consistently putting out posts, putting out content, there's more distraction, there's more video, there's more um, adverts coming up and appearing all over the place and it seems like more and more people are constantly moving here. It means that we must find a way of standing out. And the way that this that, that this um, really stood out to me and that I realised this is when I've started very recently connecting with people using a totally different platform, which is actually LinkedIn. Now, don't get me wrong, we're not all switching the podcast and the content and the the training and everything to how to use LinkedIn because for me, Instagram is still the main platform and it's still the best platform for, for, for building your audience, building your brand. However, LinkedIn has been a fantastic tool to find the right type of people that I want to be working with and that, that uh, want to build their audience on Instagram. And that specifically has been coaches, um, speakers, trainers and such as well. 
And the one thing that's been really, really apparent, and I think this is absolutely the first thing that we need to really focus on, is I've had a lot of conversations with coaches that I've met on LinkedIn. And the conversation, and this is no disrespect in any way, but the conversation has been, they're a coach, then the next person is a coach, the next person is a coach, the next person is a coach, and the next person is a coach. And so how are they differentiating? How are they standing out? What are they doing differently? Or if, if, you know, if, if, if you're in that same position, what are you doing differently that makes you stand out? How are you different? And, and that doesn't just mean, oh, we, you know, we treat our customers really well or I go the extra mile or you know, something like that. What specifically are you doing that makes you stand out? What specifically are you doing that makes you totally different to other people? Now, one of the best piece of advice that I was given by my mentor was becoming an expert in a specific area. And even though, and that of course was, was in Instagram, and even though at times there's, there's, I've fallen out of love with Instagram, at times there's been a bit of a uh, frustrations, and of course there's going to be, right? And, and at times I've wanted to go and do other things or I've been tempted and I've been kind of sucked into other things which or maybe are shiny objects or maybe um, I get a little bit passionate about and excited about. But ultimately, that piece of advice that he gave was so very, very valuable because the idea being that every single time when people talking about business coaches and online coaches and how do you start um, you know, reaching more people online and all these kind of things, there's a lot of people who do exactly the same in online, online coaching, online mentoring, online business, online training programs. So to be the person, um, or I guess one of the people, because of course there's, there, there are still people out there, multiple people out there, but to, to be the person who specifically says, I do Instagram, this is me, you know, it, it, Facebook, you know, yes, there's a little bit of time there. If you ask me about Twitter, no. If you ask me about LinkedIn, no. If you ask me about YouTube, no. If you ask me about funnels, no. I can recommend people to you, of course, but the important thing, and it comes back to what um, James Schramko talked about in episode 41 as well, is staying in your lane. Um, but the first thing is to carve out your lane if it's not already carved out. If it's just, I'm a coach, uh, I, I, I'm a speaker, I, I'm a trainer, I do this, I do that, then we need to push that a little bit further so that you can differentiate and you can stand out. So that's what I want to do and dive in in this episode. So getting really, really specific is something that I'm going to walk you through right now. The first thing to identify is this. It's when I'm identifying who do I want to work with, there may be a whole range of people that you're thinking, they need my product. They need this. I spoke to, I spoke to somebody the other day uh, and I said, who's this for? And they said, well, everybody. And the idea being... It, it, it can't be. For, it may be suitable for everybody, or there may be benefits that everybody will get. But if we target everybody, we're going to hit nobody. If we go for everybody, if we chase after everybody, the message lands with nobody. And because there's so much information out there right now, because there are so many different things going on, we need to ensure that the message lands with specific, specific, specific people. So the more detailed you can be, the more clarity you can have on who it is that you're targeting, who it is that you're speaking to, the easier this process will be. And I always use the example of, of the, the Tim Ferriss book, um, The 4-Hour Workweek. And I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode as well, and I've talked to uh, clients about this and such as well. Tim Ferriss, uh, you know, I'm a big fan. I listen to his podcast. I read his books and such. And Tim Ferriss' book, his first book, which is called The 4-Hour Workweek, you may be familiar with it. If not, I would highly recommend that you read it. Um, I read it three, four months ago, um, and I come back to it, I'd say, maybe once or twice a year. And this book now is an Amazon bestseller. It's been around for 11, 12 years. It's been in the top 10 um, Amazon list for those 11, 12 years, which is quite remarkable. 
and it continues to, to sell more and more and more copies all around the world. And I will speak to people at events, I'll speak to people online, I'll speak to people when I'm um, you know, chatting to people on the phone, wherever it might be, from all walks of life, all different backgrounds, all different demographics, all different age groups, and so many different people have read this book, right? So it, it is, in a way, being useful to and being valuable to everybody. But that's not how it started. And this is the important thing. It started, that book actually started and originated with Tim Ferriss writing emails to two of his friends. Writing emails to two of his friends who both of them, I think I think they were in their mid-twenties, it may have been thirties, um, and they were both in a job, they were both in a career, like corporate um, job, corporate career. They were both in this position where they felt trapped by their work, where they were working um, you know, so hard, uh, they, were, they, were, they were giving up all their time. Yes, the money may have been good, but they felt trapped. And that's the important thing, if they were in the position where they felt trapped. And so the book that he wrote, or, or the, he started off by writing emails to them about how they could specifically move away from the, the, the struggles and the pain that they were having into a lifestyle that worked for them, into an income uh, that, that was going to be suitable for them, that worked for them, so that they could get their freedom back and move away from their, their current job. That's how the book started. It was specific to those two people, all right? Uh, and it must have started with one. It couldn't have started with two, or maybe probably didn't start with two. It would have started with one, and then maybe it was applicable to another person as well. This is how I want you to approach when you're moving online, or if you are already online and you're, you're, you're not finding your ideal client, your ideal customer, you've got to go specific. Who is that one person that you're going to be talking to? Who is that person that you're going to be serving above all others? Now, there's two factors that we need to bear in mind for this, um, and they are what we call the two Ps, okay, the two Ps. This is your low-hanging fruit. If you want to get in there and you want to start generating an income and making this a business, and that's the important phrase, important word, business, not a charity, but a business, then we need to find people who align with these two Ps, okay? The first P stands for who is in the most pain, all right? Who is in the most pain? Now, that doesn't mean we're looking for people that are physically in pain. That doesn't mean that we're taking advantage of people that are in pain. We're not taking advantage of people suffering. But it comes back to that phrase that Tony Robbins, um, again, is credited for him, maybe originates with him. People are more likely to move away from pain than they are to move towards pleasure. That's the important thing to, to recall. People are more likely to move away from pain than they are to move towards pleasure. And so... When the pain is grated off, when that, that feeling or that fear or that emotion or perhaps even the physical pain in, in some instances is great enough, then people are going to take action. That's the most important thing. So who are the people that are most likely to take action? Who is feeling the pain most right now that therefore is actually going to take action and he's going to take a stance? That's the first thing to identify. From there, it's a case of now that we've identified who's the person in, in the most pain, who is in a position to pay? That's the second P. So we know who's in a position, who, who's in the most pain, who's going to take action the soonest. Now who's in a position to pay? Okay. So this may, you know, for some people this challenges them. Well, I don't want to. I don't just want to go after the people that pay. It doesn't suit me to go after these. You know, I want to help these people. Um, and generally, you would think, well, okay, who are the brackets of people that are going to have the income, perhaps versus those that aren't. I'd say the ones that aren't are more likely to be people, let's say students, for example, people going to university or coming out the back of university with 20, 30, 40, 50,000 pounds or dollars worth of debt, right? Those are not the people that are necessarily in that position to pay. 
The people that are in a position to pay may be the people that have been in a job for 10 years or 20 years. Maybe they're in a, in a pretty sturdy relationship. Maybe they've got a family. They've built up uh, wealth over time. And, but at the same time, because even though they've been building up wealth and they've got this stability, maybe that also brings about a little bit of pain because it feels a bit monotonous for them. So they're looking for a break. They're looking for a change. They're looking for something different. Maybe that, 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 that moment where, for example, somebody's gone through a significant change in their life, be it perhaps a death in the family or uh, a divorce or um, children leaving home, for example. All of these are major events in, in, in people's lives. And again, it's not a case of taking advantage. That's the important. We're not looking to do that. We're looking to help people. Of course we are. That's the mentality that we need to go in with. But these people naturally are going to be in pain. That is a painful situation for them. So they will be looking for a solution. And I would suggest that a number of those different groups of people, particularly those that say been working in a steady job for a number of years, may have the funds that they're able to move forward as well. So those are the two P's that we're looking to identify. It's a business, remember, it's not a charity. We're not, we're not saying, oh, but I really want to help these people. You can, but if we're going to make it a business, let's help the people who are in the pain and they're able to pay first. Then we can look at the charity. Then we can look at the foundation. Then we can look in at expanding and helping more and more people. But only once you position yourself and start having that success and growing your business and growing your influence and growing your impact are more people going to want to take notice and listen anyway. So this is the important thing that I want to focus on is going after the two Ps, who's in the most pain and who is in that position to pay. To help you identify that, or once you've started to identify those, then I would recommend that you go through something which I've created, which is this avatar document. Okay, So there is an avatar sheet, a customer avatar sheet, which you can go through, which allows you to very, very clearly zero in on this specific person. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, you can go and access this document, jakeadamdavy.com forward slash avatar, A-V-A-T-A-R. If you're watching the recording, now you will find that it is on your screen. Okay. Now, this avatar document, it's free to use, it's free to download. You can access it from the website, as I've just mentioned. This is an absolute wonderful, this is absolute gold for you getting very specific about who you're targeting. Now, my advice would be that this customer avatar guides every decision that you make when it comes to marketing and selling and sharing content, Okay, which, is, which kind of goes into both of them, right? Why? Well, as soon as you're clear on who it is that you're targeting, as soon as you're clear on who specifically it is that you're working with, it allows you to, every single time you sit down to say, write an email, create that new post, uh, record a podcast, um, it, it, shoot a new video, write a sales letter, anything like that, um, or create, even create, you know, look at creating new products and such, anything like that, it becomes much easier to do when you're doing it for just one person. Okay, and remember, just because you're creating it for one person doesn't mean that only one person is going to buy it, right? It will be useful for lots and lots of other people. But just creating it for that one person allows you to speak directly to them. If you're helping them directly, if you're serving them directly, if you're working with them directly, what are the things that you would do to speak directly to them? So it becomes much easier. If you sit down and you've got a clear idea of your avatar, you sit down to write an email that day, or you sit down to write a tweet, or write a post, or uh, create a video, whatever it might be. Suddenly, by speaking to that one person, it becomes so much easier for you to be able to do that, which is really, really powerful and really, really exciting. So I'm just going to talk you very quickly through this this document. It's pretty self-explanatory, so I don't want to spend too long on it. And again, if you're listening to this, then you're welcome to go and check out this document. But it's pretty, pretty clear as to how you would go through and actually complete it. The first step, or the absolute first thing that you can do, is actually get a photo of your 
uh, ideal person. Now, I would actually do this last, all right? I would actually do this last because it becomes easier once you've completed all the other areas of your ideal client, of this particular person that we're targeting. So I would actually leave that, even though it appears at the top of the page, I would actually leave that to last. Below that, you can put the person's name in, and then we start going into more detail. So what you'll find then is we start to really zero in on the very, very specific details of this person. And that includes things like their age, gender, marital status, age of their children, if they have any, the location that they are in, where are they based? Do they have a particular quote or mantra or phrase that they live by? And then what is their occupation? So these sorts of things, we're starting to really build up a detailed picture of this person because the clearer we get about this person, the easier it is for us to speak directly to them. Along with those um, those things, apart from occupation, job title might be another thing that you're looking at. Annual income could be something as well. That's going to be relatively important if you're looking to target them, of course, for, for purchasing products. We want to be um, targeting people that are at least in a bracket that are able to afford that. And then there might be any, any other information that you think is going to be relevant for them as well. So those are the first things that you want to list out and that you want to identify. And just a reminder, if you want to see what this looks like, uh, for real, if you want to actually see the document, go to jakeadamdavy.com forward slash avatar. It's a free download. Um, next then, beyond that, once you've started to get clear on the sort of the demographic of that person, it then goes into a little bit more, more about their wants and their needs. So the next section is your goals and values or the goals and values of that person. So what are their specific goals? What are they looking to achieve? And what are their values? Again, the clearer you can get on their goals, the bigger picture, the bigger vision that they have, and the values that they have, things that are important to them, the way that they conduct themselves, the way that they live their life. This is super, super important as you get further down the line and you're speaking to that person. And equally then, another step beyond that when you start running adverts, if you're going to start running ads um, and, and, uh, and, and moving people through perhaps a sales process as well. Beyond goals and values, then the next, the next section is looking at challenges and pain points. What are the biggest challenges that they have right now? So the challenges might be that they're challenged by time. It might be that they're challenged by money. It might be that they're challenged by their location, for example. It might be that they're challenged by their Wi-Fi connection, um, which hasn't always been a factor, but now increasingly so, uh, when people are working from home, that is becoming a factor. So what are the types of challenges that they may be encountering? And then pain points is the second one. What are their pains? What is it that they're struggling with or suffering with? Uh, if you're in the, the weight loss niche, then you know the pain point is probably how they feel about their physical appearance. Okay, not necessarily. It's not their physical appearance. It's how they feel about their physical appearance. Um, if it's to do, if you're if you're helping people generate another income, then the pain point might be that they don't have enough money, or that they don't feel that they have enough money. It might be that they f- don't feel that they can afford the luxuries that they'd like to like to have, or that they can't treat their partner, or their their their, their husband, or their wife, or their children, or grandparents, or whoever that might be. That might be a pain point. The pain point might be that they have to spend 8, 9, 10, 12 hours at work or traveling to and from work without being able to see their family. Okay, so the pain point is really what is holding them back? What are they really struggling with and challenged by? And again, the clearer you can get on that, the easier it becomes for you to zero in on your message when you're speaking to them. Two more sections on the page, and the, the next one is what we call sources of information. Where do they get their information from? Now, 20 years ago, this wouldn't necessarily be an issue because the sources of information, would pro- well, we probably wouldn't really be connected with them on the internet 20 years ago, but sources of information have exploded in the, in the, in the past few years, right? So information is the new, 
the new currency, if you like. Um, and so, the, whereas a few years ago, no, 15, 20 years ago, the sources of information might have been the main TV channels, the newspaper, and then, uh, let's say, conversations with their, with their friends and, and people in the local area. All of a sudden now, we, we're almost in the... I, I think we probably are now in a world where every single person sees something different on their phone, computer, tablet, whatever that may be. You know, we're almost at the stage where every single experience online is personalized to you. That's six, seven, however many people are on the planet right now, individual personalized experiences for people who have access to the internet, which is incredible, right? Because we can all choose the websites that we go to and we can all choose what we listen to. We can all choose the podcasts that we listen to. We can choose the things that we watch on YouTube. Um, you know, the, the, all of a sudden our access to information is just enormous. So this becomes very, very relevant now is where does this person go for their information? So in this section, you've got the books that they read. You've got magazines that they read. You've got the blogs and the websites that they may visit. So these might be uh, business related. They might be, if, if that's somebody's, the, high, the person's highest value, it might be to do with money and investing. That, that, that These are the types of websites and, and magazines and books that they read. It might be that they're really... Uh, at that stage where they're, they're looking to do up their home, for example, and, and create more of a, uh, a nice environment for their family. So they might be reading you know, um, home magazines and they might be on blogs and websites with furniture and, and painting and decorating and all these types of things. It might be that they're really into fitness. So all of a sudden they're reading you know, men's health, women's health, looking at various different blogs and sites online, exercise tutorials on YouTube and, and, and such. So being very, very specific on the type of content that they consume and their sources of information is really, really important. So you know where they're getting their messages from. Okay, Included in that are also conferences that they might attend. Um, obviously not particularly right now, but certainly going forward in the future, the types of conferences that they would go to. Who are the gurus? Who are the experts in their field? And then anything else that you think is relevant in that area as well. And then the final section of creating your avatar is this. It's the objections that they may have and their role in the purchase process. Okay, so let me walk you through each of these. The first thing is the objections to the sale. What objections might they have to purchasing your product or your service or working with you? Now, this could be a number of things, all right? It's unlikely to be something personal, so don't worry. It's more a case of, well, their objection might be that um, they don't feel that they have enough money. It might be that they can't afford it. It might be that they don't have the time to invest. It might be that they don't feel that what they uh, what you're offering matches their needs specifically, um, or if it if it does, uh, it may be that they think, well, it's not personalised enough to me. Okay, that might be another objection. It might be that they they feel that they they don't want to do it now, so they want to do it into the future. Um, it may be what other objections might they have? It could be fear. It could be the fact that they, maybe they've worked with a coach or um, a they've, they've a particular product in the past. And now, um, you know, they've, there's a bit of anxiety about investing again. Maybe they've had a bad experience in the past, which of course is, 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 is a real shame for, 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 for everybody involved, the fact that they've had that negative experience because it puts their guard up and it also makes it, um, makes it less accessible for them to get access to really, really great products, which we want to be offering to them as well. So getting clear on their objections to the sale, because if we can get clear on what their objections are going to be, that means that we can therefore start to overcome those objections and look at what we call objection handling. And then the final thing is their role in the purchase process. What is their role within the purchase process? Now, um, for, for my business personally, 
I am uh, I'm focused on uh, entrepreneurs and business owners and, and say individuals as well who want to build a personal brand. So I'm going directly to those individuals, which, which makes it very simple and very, very straightforward because usually that is a one-to-one source of communication, so to speak. So that becomes quite quite straightforward there. They are very, very likely to be the, 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 the decider and the decision maker in that process. The only thing that occasionally holds that back is if they, they have a business partner or maybe it's their, 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 their husband or wife that they want to speak to and, and have a conversation with first. So it may be that they can't always make that decision straight away, but they have a really strong role in that purchasing process. On the flip side, I'll give an example, uh, and I, I, I think I mentioned this before. So uh, my, my flatmate, for example, his business is based in supplying schools and working with schools through a parent-teacher communication app. Okay, now that's a very different role because he's speaking to people who, within the school environment, who aren't necessarily involved in the purchase process. Okay, now from my own experience in schools, I know that it's a bit of a slow process for anything to really happen uh, in schools in, 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 with any kind of speed. Okay, um, so the, the the role in the purchase process, this person that perhaps he's targeting or speaking to, isn't the person that's going to be able to make the decision about whether they write the check or whether they they make the purchase. Okay, which is a very very different experience to if you're going directly to the customer. And that has its own challenges in itself. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that that brings its own challenges as well. So something to be very, very aware of is what is this person's role in the purchase process? Because am I actually targeting the right person? Are they in a position where they can make that decision? Or do I need to just rethink who it is that I'm focusing on and who it is that I'm targeting? Okay, so... That's the full avatar document. Once you've created and, and completed all those things, now is the time to go back and actually get that photo of that person and maybe even give them a name as well. And the easiest thing to do is just go to Google uh, and, and once you've got the age, the gender, um, and perhaps their location, then you might just want to type that into Google, literally. Uh, man, 38, based in, um, I don't know, San Francisco, for example. Or woman, age 56, based in, um, I don't know, north of France. Okay, uh, depending specifically on who it is that you're targeting. So what you can then do is put that photo on the top and now you have created literally your customer avatar, details about that individual. And I personally would stick it on your wall. I would get that right on your wall or on your desk or somewhere in front of where you sit down to, 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 um, to build your brand and build your business. So that every single time you sit down to do something, you're focused on doing it to them, Okay, which is just really, really powerful. You're speaking to them then it will resonate with them. That's as simple as that. And if it resonates with them, it will resonate with other people in a similar area. So the power of that is absolutely remarkable. So that's it, okay? Quick recap uh, on everything that we've been through in this episode. So first off, we were talking about the importance of being very, very specific. How do you stand out and how do you differentiate yourself from everybody else that may be doing not necessarily the same thing, but something very, very similar? And from a client perspective, from a customer perspective, they need to see and know how you are different so that you can actually stand out. And the way that you do that and the way that we talked about doing that is getting very, very specific and speaking directly to your audience, to that one person that you can really zero in on. The ideal type of person that we want to focus on falls into those two Ps. Okay, They are experiencing pain at this time, pain that they want to be able to move away from and they're in a position to pay. They have the finances that allows them to take action and quickly get away from that pain. 
And then to help us draw out exactly who that person is, we've talked about the customer avatar, which builds up a clear, precise picture of specifically who it is that you are speaking to through their demographics, through their goals, their values, their challenges, their pain points, um, into the sources of information where they, they consume information, and then finally into their objections uh, and the role in the purchase process as well. If you've been listening to this on the podcast, then I would encourage you to go to jakeadamdavy.com forward slash avatar, where you can download this document directly. And then simply dive in. I would suggest just dive in. This is the best place to start. Get really, really clear on who it is that you're targeting, who it is that you're focused on as well. This is a regular practice that I have. I come back to this probably every three, four months or so. Just it, It's always in front of me, but I come back to it and just add little notes. Maybe tweak it, maybe change it, maybe adjust it. So this isn't a one-size-fits-all and it's a one-time fix and then we move on. It's an ongoing process. It's an ongoing uh, element uh, in the journey to continuing to specifically identify who it is that you're targeting. Okay, thank you so much uh, if you've been listening. Thank you so much if you've been watching the, the, the training. I do trust that this has been useful uh, and I'm very, very excited to see the results that you come back with. And of course, if you have any other questions, you just need to connect with me. Find me on Instagram at Jake Adam Davey, and I would love to help you out with this. Thank you so much and I look forward to seeing you in the very next episode. Take care. Hi friends, Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye.